You are listening to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. Music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen Podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, follow us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen and on Twitter at Elseworld Civ. If you are so kind, you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the Anchor app. The views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers, its parent affiliates, or subsidiary companies. We thank you again for your support, and we hope you enjoy the show. World citizens, welcome back to episode nine of the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. I am your host, TJ Aquilina, and today on our show, we will be talking about Harley Quinn Breaking Glass by Mariko Tamaki. Thank you all so much for joining. Some quick, uh, Quick catching up. I, w- I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to the show lately, and thank you to new listeners who hopped on for the month of October. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the episodes that you listen to, and I hope you're catching up. I hope you're on this episode and that you've received my thanks and my welcome, and I hope that you're enjoying your experience so far with the show. And just a quick review, the Elseworld Citizen Show, it's all about keeping an Elseworld state of mind. Now, what is that? It's basically keeping an open mind, but with a bit of a spin. Keeping an Elseworld state of mind means thinking about things from a different perspective, a very um, maybe off-skew perspective that is, it's all about reflection and it's all about observing, looking at, reflecting on our own life, our own daily life, and thinking about how can we do things differently tomorrow? How can we improve? How can, what, what can we change? Not to be better, but just to improve our own choices. Because it's all those little choices, whether you said hi to someone, whether you decided to stop at your local favorite coffee shop, or if you decided to save the money and instead make coffee from home. All those little things. They, It's not just a daily thing. It's not just a one-time occurrence. These are experiences and choices that affect everything about our day. And they can have drastic changes to the reality around us, to those around us. And that's why I created Elseworld Citizen, because this is a show for the busy people out there. The comic book people, of course, but for the busy ones especially. We have such busy lives, and we don't have always have time to keep up with the daily or weekly publications from comics, and we really don't have the patience sometimes to be like, all right, let me catch up on all these stories so I can read the big one that just came out. Nah, we don't get time. We don't have time for that. What we have time for are great comic books that we can sit down, read all the way through or enjoy in the fall season and be able to put them down and go on to the next great story and make sure that they're rereadable too. Um, So that's really what I want out of this show is for you guys to explore new stories, 
look at the world in maybe a different way, keep an open mind, and as always, have fun. Uh, So today's comic is great. It's Harley Quinn Breaking Glass by Mariko Tamaki. This is an incredible comic. If you haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, whether you buy it digitally or physically, I do not care. Make sure you read this book before the end of 2019. It is an incredible book. It will really make you look at DC characters differently and have a much higher expectation for how female characters are represented not only in comics, but in entertainment. This book has really changed my perspective on a lot of different things. This is the Joker of, well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, this, this, is a, this is a very fresh take on um, a very beloved character. And I think if you're a Batman animated series fan and you're a Harley Quinn fan, you have to pick up this book, um, especially because it is a new origin. It is a definite, a really refreshing spin, excuse me. Um, and, and I know a lot of books, we've, we, we have several right now that are out that are new takes on Harley Quinn. Um, but this is truly a new take on Harleen. Uh, so before we get started talking about the actual book, let's read a brief description of the story ahead. With just $5 and a knapsack to her name, 15-year-old Harleen Quinzel is sent to live in Gotham City. She's not worried, though. She's battled a lot of hard situations as a kid and knows her determination and outspokenness will carry her through life in the most dangerous city in the world. And when Gotham's finest drag queen, Mama, takes her in, it seems like Harley has finally found a place to grow into her most true-true with new best friends, Ivy at Gotham High. And this is definitely a character who embraces both her street smarts and inner chaos that allows for further development and less two-dimensional archetypes. This is my new favorite version of Harley Quinn, of Harleen. It just, it's one and the same. We we talk a lot about duality in Gotham and and in Batman characters and in Harley and her struggle to, you know, is she going to fall into the chaos? Is she going to always be Harley? Or is she going to find a balance and maintain her Harleen Quinzel identity? And it's no longer that. Uh, it is very much a story about this young girl who has a very expressive life, and she's gone through a lot of hardship as a child. And it's through that hardship that she's found strength, but she's also found a way to maintain her childlike personality. And it's it's not a coping mechanism. It's a matter of being able to find balance. It's understanding when to be tough and when to be girly, and knowing that you don't have to give up one to be the other. And it's such a beautiful story. The artwork is incredible. Once again, DC Inc. is the publication to follow. It is ending in 2020, but I'm telling you guys right now, continue to follow the publications through DC Inc. and save them on your Amazon favorites lists. I do this as well. I went through, I just searched DC Comic Publications. They all popped up, and I have them saved under my favorites because I want to make sure that I pick up every single publication that comes out of DC Inc. They they do such an incredible job of pairing 
great writers, great YA writers with great artists who know how to control color, not overstylize, not flush the page with a massive amount of color. Let let the trades do that. Let the trade comics do that because they have to catch attention because of the fact that they are trades, because they are weekly publications. They have to capture attention the moment they go on the shelves. These kind of books do not need to do that. It's more about character. It needs to have more substance, less, uh, less you know, covers of just flashiness. But the use of color, once again, use of red in this publication in Har- in Harley Breaking Gra- Harley Queen Breaking Glass, excuse me, uh, is really well done. And it, there's a great. I love the premise. So, like, as it says in the description, Harley, uh, Harley's mom sends her as a 15-year-old girl to go live in Gotham City. Clearly, there are issues at home. Um, whether they get fully explained or not, I won't say. But, you know, there's clearly a reason for why she's being sent away from home. She's not exactly happy about it, but she knows she's going to be living with family. Lo and behold, she finds out that her family member that she was supposed to go live with is no longer anywhere to be found. She is officially gone. And Mama, the caretaker, the owner of the apartment, is the only one kind of left there. And he, he she, excuse me, is um, is a cross-dresser. It's a, he's a, she's a drag queen. Um, and... And she, um, you know, she never, she never goes out of character. Like, they never, ever say what her real name is. She is Mama throughout the whole story. And it's a great kind of uh, almost new take on Birdcage, too, if you, if you remember Birdcage. Kind of similar premise. It's, you know, it's an apartment building built on top of um, a place that, where they do drag shows. And everyone that basically lives in the apartment are drag queens. And it's great because you have this interesting, um, you know, they embrace Har- Harleen and they embrace her creativity and her personality. And they always make sure that they encourage her to be true to herself and true to her identity and never try not be try not to be who she is. And there's there's definitely a very um, there's definitely a line drawn in the story where you understand how corporate Gotham compared to street Gotham is treated, how the very higher-ups of society continue to try and paint a very stale, generic brush over the vibrant colors of this specific section of the city, um, which is basically kind of just getting plateaued. It's, it's just, they're, they're, they're demolishing buildings left and right. And this one, the one of the antagonists of the book, is the is the head of a corporate company in the city that is just building up these massive apartments that most of the people in these areas cannot afford. And Harley is very, um, she's already very much the Harley Quinn. And I, I think I need to e- explain this when we meet this character, um, we're already. Harley is already at the point of where she was if you imagine her in Batman the Animated Series, except she hasn't met Joker. So that's a very it's it's a little it's a little shocking at first. It kind of pulls you out of the story at first because you realize, oh, she's she's literally already Harley. She's no longer Harleen. She is already Harley. 
and that that personality that you know I'm gonna break things I'm gonna go batshit I'm gonna I'm gonna be as as shocking and as explosive as possible in the most interesting like controlled tight walk that it is in this book um but then as we as we get flashbacks to her childhood we begin to understand we see the paint picture get painted that yes she was a very she had a very tough childhood where she really had to speak up for herself and speak up for others um and and she just she grew up with this sudden flip-flop you know where you have you have the Harleen who is a citizen who likes to have conversations with people. She still has her own type of lingo, very city lingo. But at the same time, she she can turn it on and off. She's got this, all of a sudden she's in character, loud, expressive, and then she goes right back to I'm caring and understanding at the same time. Um, and it's it's a fun read. It's really cool to see a character designed like this where it's not because of some psychopathic, you know, murder, mass murder, that she's become this lovable character. And not at all. It didn't take a man to bring this out of her. She already had it to begin with. And I think I think that's the point of this story. And I love that about it, especially when we finally do meet Joker who is in this and this is a brand new joker not the not at all like the OG joker and that's good and it's it's actually it actually relates to Harleen's experience with true with, in a way to the way mama and others experience drag life and and my gosh guys the the, the outfit it's almost at the very end of the book, but guys, this is the new amazing Harley Quinn costume. I cannot wait for next Comic-Con, guys. I cannot wait. I can't tell you how excited I am to see girls dress in this style of Harley Quinn because it is tasteful. It is not slutty. It is not, um, you know, over-sexualized. It's powerful. It is colorful. And it so embraces the the beauty of a a a just a non a non a binary a non-binary is that the word but non uh you know generic character design she's she's still strong she's still clearly harley quinn but you know she's not wearing a push-up bra her 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 figure isn't super curvy um, it's it's just the right amount it doesn't have to be so over the top and yet, at the same time, it feels like it, it just feels perfect for a Harley Quinn character. Um, and I just, yeah. So before I keep ranting about how much I love this, um, I do want to give quick remarks on just real fast because I might hit 20 minutes on this one. Um, real quick, guys, I don't enjoy some of the conclusions of this book. I definitely think it can lead to future publications, which is absolutely fine. We're starting to see that with Teen Titans Raven. We're going to get a trilogy of books that tell about all the Teen Titans. That's great. But the books can stand, you know, Raven stood on her own. I cannot wait to see more of Raven. And I'm sure Beast Boy will do the same. With this one, 
I absolutely love this book. I love it the way it is, the way it lies. But there is so much just under the surface of the story. So many amazing tidbits of quick Bruce Wayne flashes of, you know, the the dynamic between Harley and Joker, how it's more a competition between them rather than this kind of, you know, weird, twisted love-hate thing. It's no longer that. It is something completely fresh and new, and it works for both the characters, and I cannot wait to see more. Um, I hope there's more. I haven't really heard anything else, but I do hope there's more. But this is a great comic, guys. If you have any, you know... Uh, kids that love Batman and love DC characters and you want to show them something new, something different that, and I, and I want to say this too, this book, despite the subject matter that is brought up in this story, it is perfectly safe for, I would say kids that are like 12 and up or 13 and up. Um, there is some cursing in it, so I uh, here and there it's sprinkled in, um, but it's not it's not too much. Um, I think this is a great book for if you have someone, if you have a kid who's starting to really kind of embrace action movie or you know starting to watch content and read content that's definitely above their age range. You can definitely start introducing this book. It's definitely it's not as traumatic as um, the Selena Kyle, the Catwoman. Uh, DC Inc. publication, it it approaches, it has very tasteful approaches, and it's just a fun read, guys. You guys are going to enjoy this book from start to finish. It keeps you turning, it keeps you guessing, and by the end of the book, you realize that you love this version of Harley, and you love the new version of Joker for the most part, and you're intrigued about the future of these characters. And more than anything, you are, I, there is a big and I mean, I do mean this too. If you're a true Batman fan, if you're a true Bruce Wayne fan, and you follow the character the way I do, and you look at it from a detective comic standpoint and from the character of Bruce, not just Batman, you are going to be very intrigued by the end of this book about what influence Bruce Wayne has in this story and where it might go in the future. There's some great story work elements. Uh, at, at, there's just... There's story elements in here that are at work that are doing incredible things, laying groundwork. Like I, I would almost compare the the end of this book is just like with Raven, where it ends with like Avengers level shock and awe. The same way Iron Man in 08 ended with Fury saying, "I'm here to talk about the Avengers Initiative." Same similar things happen in this book, and it's so exciting. Uh, so listen, guys, before we hit 20 minutes, because I have been rambling like crazy, um, I hope you guys have a great week. We have a fun comic coming up, guys. We've got another amazing character spotlight with my boy, Beast Boy. Uh, I can't wait to share this character with you guys. He's a fun character and just a load of fun to read, too, if you ever get the chance. Um, and yeah, I you know, uh, big things around the corner. I, I might have an announcement for you guys uh, within the month. Um, a possible new podcast, sports-related, that might be coming around the corner soon. I've already got uh, logo designs created, and I'm pretty sure I have a theme song set. And all that's left to do now is really kind of put the pieces in place and get started. So thank you again, guys. I hope you have a great week. I hope you've uh, bared with me through this long 
uh, regular Elseworld Citizen episode. And as always, keep an Elseworld state of mind. I am your host, TJ Aquilina. Make sure to be following us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen. And I'll see you guys right here next Monday. You've been listening to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast, music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen Podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, follow us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen and on Twitter at Elseworld Civ. If you are so kind, you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the Anchor app. The views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers, its parent affiliates, or subsidiary companies. Thank you again, and we hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you.